PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick here from PFG Private Wealth. Going to have a good conversation as we usually do about investing, finance, and retirement and cutting corners. Quit it. Stop that. You don't want to cut corners when it comes to your financial plan. So we're going to look at a few ways that people try to do that. And the guys will give us some uh, feedback on why that is not a good idea. And we are uh, moving right along here in the year that's just winging by. So how you guys doing? Everything going all right? We're getting ready for you know, approaching the holiday season here. So, you know, usually these last couple months of the year just fly by. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, just uh, end of the year stuff and uh, get through the holidays. John, how about you, buddy? Doing good. Yeah, doing good. Actually, uh, this morning, I picked up my uh, wife and kids from the airport. And um, I like oh. to think I, I saved someone's life. I, some guy fell on the escalator and couldn't get up. So I had to run there and, and help him up. So I, I did my good deed for today. Fantastic. Nice. I tell you what, those things, man, they can they can hurt. You get trapped on one of those things. Oh, no, he was, he was um, you know, he's okay, but right. he's definitely scratched up. And, yeah. um, you don't, know, when I grabbed bite. him, his his head was like on the bottom. And I was just, I was having flashbacks of seeing those things where people just kind of get knocked out. So I was just trying to keep his head up. But mm, nice. he, uh, he ended up getting, getting up and all right. All right. Well, let's get into some cutting corners here, guys. There's no cutting corners when it comes to the financial strategies because, uh, again, it's not a good idea. So where we typically see this stuff is taking too much risk when you're trying to make up for the perception of being behind. And I think that's the reason I wanted to frame it that way is a lot of times people come in for a review, their first time sitting down with an advisor, like guys like yourselves, they think most people think they are actually in worse shape than they are, but often fairly pleasantly surprised. So you could be taking risk when you don't even need to. Yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, one of the, you know, and some people do end up coming through the classes that we do or, and and maybe they are a little bit behind, but the thing that we try to emphasize with people is that, you know, just like many other things in life, we can't change the past and, and regrouping and just making decisions based upon where you are now and moving forward is important. And, and being able to show them, you know, via the planning about the things that they can do to, to kind of catch up because you're right, that perception there are a lot of people that have that some that are doing okay. Some that are maybe a little bit behind, but usually when they're behind, they just don't know what they can do to get themselves caught up. And, 
you know, and oftentimes if, if they are behind the uh, taking more risk doesn't really make a huge difference because they haven't accumulated enough money for that risk to, to benefit them yet. So yeah, that that's usually not the way you want to do it. And, and the, the good thing about planning is that we can really kind of illustrate like, Hey, if you are a little bit behind here, are the decisions that you can make that can get you ahead. And, you know, from, you know, when we work with people, those decisions don't ever include taking, you know, more risk than they should. Gotcha. John. Yeah. Um, you know, I would jump in on that and, and we, we do hear that a little bit and it, it's, it's a bad idea to go ahead and start taking too much risk. Um, you know, just to try to catch up because when you find yourself in the wrong portfolio based on your risk tolerance, you can really make bad decisions. So example, you know, market dips and you're, let's say you're a conservative investor and you say, I got to get more aggressive. And all of a sudden you're an aggressive portfolio, the market dips. And it's like, I can't take this. And you, and you, you bail, you, you leave the strategy. And the next thing you know, as we all know, you know, in a couple of weeks or a month or so, it bounces back up and it's like, okay, you know, you just kind of lost out on some stuff there. So yeah, especially in the environment that we're in right now. Right. Because, you know, we're not sure what's going to cause, you know, a downturn at some point, but certainly we're overdue. I mean, just from a, from a historical standpoint. So if you're taking too much risk and then one of these different things we've got going on out there, it's very volatile time. Uh, you don't want to be caught you know, holding that bag per se. So definitely having a, a plan and getting a strategy put together and making sure that you're not taking too much risk for the type of portfolio that you need and can handle uh, is certainly a good idea. So don't cut that corner. Another one is legal documents, guys, not getting these put in place. This one just frustrates me because it's super easy to do. Uh, and it's often not that costly. And a lot of these things are, you can just handle them pretty quick and it saves a whole lot of heartache for a loved one down the way. Yeah, this is really important. It's it is one of those things that we it's it's not expensive to put in place, but it's just kind of one of those things that are on your to do list for a while, um, and it just never really gets done. But that, you know, that's something we we try to make sure we're active with our clients and and making sure they have the right documents in place because we've seen scenarios where someone passed away and they they didn't have the documents and it was just really I'll say it's a nightmare, but it was very difficult for the beneficiaries to track things down. And I'd say, especially in the case of a second marriage where you have, um, you know, maybe two sets of kids, one on each side, it's even more important to make sure that um, you have the right documents in place and that, uh, you know, your assets are going where you want them to go. So, yeah. you know, we can't stress that enough. Yeah. Uh, not getting organized, Nick. That's another one that places that people cut corners. It's easy. Just throw it all in a box here. <laughs> right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know. I would say many of us struggle, you know, with this sort of thing in some uh, part of our lives. Oh, sure. But yeah. We yeah, all have a junk from, drawer, right? Yeah, for sure. A junk drawer for something. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a uh, up north, it was basements, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> junk uh, basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, down here, you know, we just try to find anywhere to put it. The, the closet. Yeah. You got garage. The yeah. yeah. The yeah, one closet garage. no one opens because they're afraid yeah. it's all going to come falling out. Yeah, exactly. So. One of the things that, you know, and obviously we talk a lot about kind of our, our emphasis on planning, but, um, you know, for example, the software that we use and what we try to emphasize with people is that, all right, you've taken all these steps to kind of get started with planning and it, it'll be a little bit intensive to get rolling. But once we get everything all set up and put together, then the in the platform, the client platform that we use it allows them to upload important documents. It allows them to link all of their accounts together, which usually helps, you know, push them to consolidate a little bit. And 
Um, they really like the, the fact that they can log into one place and see all of their accounts in one spot. Um, you know, we've got clients that will bring in their kids and, and we can create a separate login for their kids and only have a certain amount of access so their kids know where things are. All right. Uh, how about number four here on my list, guys? Ignoring details about certain investments, uh, whether that be uh, don't talk to me about X, Y, or Z product because I have no interest in it, or maybe thinking something is everything you want, but you really didn't do that much of you know research on it. You're just like, oh, that looks good. Give me that, right? So you gotta, you gotta, don't cut the corner of not understanding what you have. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's really important to understand what you have, and and you know we always harp on the plan, but really getting a grasp of what you have and how does that implement into your financial right. plan. Um, what do you so have, really and why important. do you have it, right? Exactly. What, what's the goal for this? What's it doing for me? You know, how does it operate? Um, and kind of what you just said there about, you know, the, the biases of certain investment vehicles, really, before you kind of shut the door on things, again, everyone's situation is different. You should probably be open to understanding how that works. And, and ultimately, how can that benefit you mm-hmm. and help you reach your goals and give you peace of mind? So, you know, everyone's situation is different, but can't stress enough understanding what you have or what's available to you to help you hit your goals. Exactly. My brother is a uh, anti-Ford guy. There, he will not drive a Ford, look at a Ford, ride in a Ford, nothing. To the point that I'm like, really, man, like, this is a strange bias, and it's just one of those things he can't really explain why. You know, he just, you know, it's like they make some really nice looking cars, but I don't want to even check one out. And I'm like, that you just why you're just limiting I'm yourself. Just, I'm assuming he's a Chevy guy. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's interesting. It's one of the other. With it's, those yeah, trucks, like, so. exactly. But people do that. They get these weird biases, and it's like, don't talk to me about this because I won't pay attention to it. And it's like, the, okay, but you could be cutting you know something out that's very helpful so just don't do that especially when we're talking about you know financial stuff um all right well let's uh, let's do some fun stuff here as we wrap things up we're gonna do a little getting to know you we don't do this too often on the show but i got some fun questions here i'm gonna ask you guys uh, feel free to answer uh we'll jump in with this first one what's the hardest job you've ever had john you go first so in college i worked a couple of summers with a mason so i was um basically lugging around cinder blocks and, and, yep. you know, laying bricks brick. and going yep. on scaffolding, which, you know, I'm not afraid of heights, but I also don't like being up on a scaffold that's swaying, you know what okay. I'm saying? So um, I'd probably say that was one of the more difficult jobs one. I've had yeah. from a physical standpoint. Um, you know, yeah, I, I would never go back to uh, that world. <laughs> so. Gotcha. Nick, you got anything? Yeah. So uh, honestly, uh, I know it probably you know, maybe it's a pride for some people, but getting started as an advisor is, uh, you know, is a pretty wild world. And, um, so I started back in 2007 without kind of local contacts and not being from the area. And, um, so it was a little bit of a slow start, but something that, uh, obviously really enjoy and still doing. So I'd say, you know, from, a just kind of getting things going, that mm-hmm. was probably the hardest thing, but, um, uh, you know, the good old, like 16 year old dishwashing and all that kind of <laughs> right, stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, that was a different sort of hard, but, you know, gave, gave you perspective and kind of tell you the value no, that's of cool. the dollar and all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I like that. Cause I mean, what you guys do is complicated and, and getting your licenses and things, it's serious stuff. So uh, it definitely can be complex, but yeah, the manual labor side, I'm with you there, John. I, I did, uh, worked for a construction company as well and did asphalt and, uh, ugh. Asphalt is, that's a hot job in the summer. Woo. 
Not something yeah. I recommend. That's a yeah. tough one. So anybody does that, kudos to you. That is that is hard stuff. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Here's a random silly one. Who's your favorite TV character if you have one? So I I, uh, I watch a fair amount of TV, uh, especially working from home. I usually have something going on in the background. And I want to say two or three weeks ago, Netflix added Seinfeld. And so I went back from the beginning and, and uh, have been rewatching Seinfeld and uh, I know I always knew George was hilarious, um, but he is he continually uh, makes me laugh. So he's he's one of my favorite characters in, in all of TV and just his mannerisms and all the things that drive him crazy are gotcha. just uh, really entertaining. John, with two little ones, I don't know if you even have time to watch TV, but if you do, it's probably some uh, some cartoon character like Peppa Pig or something, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. What are, what are they watching? Nowadays? SpongeBob, it's something like uh, like Fancy Nancy. I think is what's oh, okay. on my TV quite go. a bit, or uh, Doc McStuffins turning into my number one there. There you so, go. There you go. Doc uh, McStuffins. I would say. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily have a favorite character. Uh, kind of Nick said there. It just depends on which I'm what I'm watching. But I'm I'm a pretty big Game of Thrones fan, so I like Tyrion Lannister. He's uh, you know is wit and uh sarcasm yeah that's right he he knows he drinks and knows things that's what he says right (laughs) pretty much yeah there you go well there you go uh let's do one more thing we'll wrap it up this week with an email question and of course if you'd like to submit your own into the show feel free or just ask a question period well just go to the website pfgprivatewealth.com to get your questions answered to get on the calendar to have a conversation about your retirement journey pfgprivatewealth.com dot com is where you go to make that happen and you can subscribe to the podcast while you're there on apple google spotify iheart stitcher all that stuff you can find it all right there at the website and get in contact with the guys and the team at pfg private wealth and here's the email question this week it's from wade and he says my wife and i both earn pretty nice incomes and we don't have any kids and we are only 45 but we think it's reasonable to look at retirement in 10 years at 55 any pointers on things to do to make this happen? Yeah, I'll jump in on this one. It sounds a little flippant, but it's called a plan. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where instead of kind of this is a classic example of where what we've seen in the past in situations like this are, and I can I can almost kind of use a, a client that we got about five or six years ago. Uh, they're a few years apart. And this situation, good income, no kids. Uh, They were about 45 and 50 when we started working with them. And he retired last year and she retired this year. And, And it was really the putting the plan together, kind of first letting them know that it was that it was feasible instead of just like in theory feasible, like, hey, we, you know, we've done well for ourselves. You know, we think we can do it to making it very concrete, creating like very um, specific goals and, and helping them get there. And, and they constantly tell us how, how big of a difference that made to them and, and having those specific goals, because usually what happens in this situation is somebody's 45, they ask questions like this. They talk about it with themselves. They talk about it with friends. All of a sudden it's five years later they haven't done the things that they could have been doing for the last few years to, to hit that goal. And now they end up being behind where they could have been. So the sooner, the better. 
Gotcha. And I would think the one thing that would jump out to me if talking about retiring at 55 would be just the healthcare side of things. Like, what's your plan? And that would be part of the plan, right? What is your plan? Because you're not going to get Medicare till for another 10 years until you're 65. And that could be pretty costly. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the managing of the expenses, especially for people that work for companies that are benefit rich, can be uh, a little bit of a shock. So, figuring that out and then navigating that space, especially learning some of the rules and, and where mm-hmm. they're going to generate their income yeah. from and and how to you know keep those healthcare costs down all that sort of stuff can be a, a bit of a maze well and that's all part of getting a plan put together as you said you know you said that it's not really flippant if it's true right so get a good plan yeah. together wade and, and have a conversation reach out uh, for some other pointers and some things to start if you're serious about doing this you know the longer you wait the longer it takes to get that put together so get started with a plan with retirement planning redefined and the guys and the team at pfg privatewealth.com that's pfgprivatewealth.com guys thanks for hanging out as always i appreciate it john have a great week you too nick we'll see you next time buddy all right thanks all right we'll talk to you later here on the podcast this has been retirement planning redefined with john and nick 